Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right. Up next. everybody Vince Wright the sports governor of Minnesota coming to you live from Minneapolis St. Paul the Twin Cities baby hang in there a couple more minutes and we will get this show started sports done right Tuesday Spreaker.com xsquadaffiliates.com as well
smoke a blunt to take the pain out. If I wasn't high, probably try to blow my brains out. I'm hopeless. They should have killed me as a baby, and now they got me trapped in a storm. I'm going crazy. Forgive me. They want to see me in my casket, and if I don't blast, I'll be a victim of the bastards. I'm losing hope. They got me stressing. Can the Lord forgive me? Got the spirit of a thug in me. Another sip of that drink. This in the sea got me queasy. Don't want to hurt a young nigga. Take it easy. Picture your dreams on a triple B. And it seems don't underestimate the power of a thing to the homies on the block. Slinging rocks with your clock, put the tape in your box when you're running from the cop. And never look back, if they could be black, then they would switch open fire on them bust ass bitches. And Lord knows. Oh yeah, get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor of this great state of Minnesota, coming to you live and direct on another Tuesday evening. Sports done right here on Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com as well. What's going on, everybody? So good to be back. And we got lots to talk about. These Vikings are on one. <clears throat> I don't know what they're thinking. We got the Spreaker.com chat room popping already. I see you, Denise. I see you, First Lady Angie Wright. So thank you guys for joining us a little early here as well. And again, I am Vince Wright. You can follow me, the Sports Government of Minnesota, at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. You can also follow me. Or follow us on Facebook as well. Apparently the First Lady has just arrived back at the Executive Mansion. What up to her? Ruff Buff in the house. What's going on, Ruff? Appreciate you. Ruff is uh, in the X-Squad as well. And he is in our chat room, Spreaker.com chat room, as is my lovely wife, Angie Wright, the First Lady. The lovely Denise Milk and cookies, as she calls herself, down there from Alabama. She's joining us as well. We got Big L from Little Rock, Arkansas, as well, joining us. What up to him? As well, who else we got up in here? Angie just popped in the room for a minute. Care to say hi? Hello. (laughs) Nerd. Alrighty, so apparently, let me turn that volume down a little bit, because I sound loud. There we go. I hope that's a little bit better, and plus, I'm a little close to the mic. Anyway, Big Al, thanks for joining us. 
yes, the mic. How does that sound out there? Does that sound a little bit better? You guys let me know. Okay, thank you, Denise. Appreciate that as well. Apparently, uh, got some new settings here on the board. So we are all good. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Um, lots to get into as well. Uh, Houston, Oklahoma City playing tonight. Got some college basketball, but we're really going to be getting into it with this Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings, $90 million guaranteed. I just don't know about that. We're also going to be talking about a great heavyweight fight last weekend on Showtime. Deontay Wilder, proof that you just never give up. He comes back and uh, annihilates Luis Ortiz. And I'll give you my analysis of how Ortiz let him off the hook. I mean, it's 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 that simple. Let him off the hook. I want to say what up to Girly Girl. Make sure you check out Tasty Talk Tuesday coming right up after Sports Done Right tonight. Um, we're going to have some great music as always here. And, you know, just your one-stop shop for sports in the Twin Cities, Minnesota, Upper Midwest region, and national, international. We doing it all here on Sports Done Right, y'all. All right. Thank you guys very much. Very, 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 very much. What else is happening here in the world of sports locally? I had a friend, my friend Jay said, Vince, can you touch on the Minnesota Wild for just a quick minute here on Twitter? Yeah, a very quick hockey synopsis here for the local folks. Too bad the the Wild can't play all their games at home, huh? Because if they could, they'd probably win the Stanley Cup. But anyway, Carolina Hurricanes in town tonight over in St. Paul. Uh, I know the Wild were up. Yes, they are up in the first, after the first period, one nothing over Carolina. So, Wild off to another good start at home. Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, here we go. Now, here's the thing. No Jimmy Butler, right? That's what, that's, that's what they're telling us. So the the Wolves here are coming up on a very interesting stretch of games. So it starts Thursday. Really, Bama, I'm sorry. Let's try and mess with this board a little bit. Bama says we're still sounding like Transformers here. One moment. We'll try and mess with that a little bit here. Let me know if that sounds a little bit better out there, guys. Hopefully that'll sound a little bit better, you guys. Let me know how it sounds. Anyway, um, let's get moving with the show. And again, sports done right. Thank you guys very much for listening. All right, so we had Deontay Wilder. Big fight last weekend, and in a tremendous comeback, everybody wanted to see what he was. If he, well, first off, if he could get tested, right? That's one thing people wanted to see. Thank you guys, appreciate that. Good, we're sounding better. Thank you. The next thing is 
Can he survive being tested? Can he survive getting hit? And let's see what he can do. He came back. Sharp. Now here's the thing. Ortiz started great. Stacked up points. You know, depending on who you talk to. A lot of people think he won the first four rounds. Thank you. Appreciate that wife. Says we're much better there. Maybe I was, I was probably just standing too close to the mic too. But anyway, then round seven happens and round seven is it. Ortiz lands shots. He has Deontay Wilder, folks, out on his feet. Out on his feet. He couldn't finish the job in round seven. So now, and this is where I knew the whole fight was going to get figured out. When you have Deontay Wilder out on his feet, the heavyweight champion or the WBC heavyweight champion out on his feet, like that, you got to finish the job, man. You got to go full bore in with respect, and I get it, Deontay, as we saw in the end of the fight, of course he has power, but look, man, you had this guy. And by the way, you go watch the beginning of the eighth round, Deontay was still a little, little wobbly, little wobbly. Well, he comes out. He doesn't really press the attack in, in the eighth round. And... And, you know, I was watching the fight here. I had a friend over. And, it, you know, we just let him off the hook. That's, that's, the, that's the first thing we said after the eighth round finish. Deontay got, got his, his, his legs back a little bit. He got his wind beneath his wings a little bit. And, man, he came back. And he, he look, I, you have heard me complain about Deontay Wilder's style. You know, how he just flails those punches. And he, you know, just some people think he fights almost like a girl. And honestly, I heard one person say, I forgot the radio show. He said Deontay just because he flails so much. But you know what? After I've had a couple days to sit back on this. And again, you're listening to the sports governor, Vince, right? Sports done right. I think that might be his style. I mean, like, that is the actual intentional style now. I think that Dante Wilder's wild-ass style is just to fight like he did. And I want to say what up to RC. RC uh, joining us from the Duluth, Minnesota area, two hours north of us here in the Twin Cities. What's up, sir? Big L, Wilder is wild. Bama boy, 334 Bama boy says, once Wilder was in trouble, I turned it off. I thought he was gone. He took big shocks. He he absolutely did, homeboy. But when you don't press, press the flesh, as I like to say, and Ortiz did not press the flesh in round eight, when you got to come out and start landing shots and really get Deontay thinking, look, do you really want to be in here? That's what I'm thinking if I'm Ortiz. I know you can't just come out, you know, just 
flailing away like Deontay. But here's the thing, man. You got to press the attack and you got to send the message to the uh, that that the heavyweight champ that look I am coming to whoop your ass and take your belt you're you were out on your feet literally I was one punch away around to go I'm finishing the job I'm finishing the job and it didn't happen everybody's saying what up to each other in our speaker.com chat room Denise, you don't watch boxing? Oh, come on, Denise. But in front of a crowd of uh, just short of 15,000 people at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, fast becoming, uh, you know, one of the true boxing arenas now, thanks to Showtime and, and HBO in part, but really because of Showtime. And then and the cards they're running there. Man, let me tell you something. Deontay Wilder first, I'm going to give him a lot of props. He showed us everything we were wondering about. He got his chin tested. Stamina. We were worried. You know, on ringside on IE Sports Radio, the other show that I do with Gilbert Batista, we were a little... Not worried, but you know, he came in at 214 pounds. He's six foot seven. So I was wondering if maybe some of the conditioning was off, but hey, I guess not. I guess not. Okay, Denise does indeed watch boxing. Big Mike from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, always joining us. What's up, sir? Big Mike says he took Deontay all day, every day. Well, you, you're feeling good now, Mike. You are feeling real good now, aren't you? Paul the Bunyan from Two Harbors, Minnesota joining us. And that's that's up for just the, uh, 20 miles further north than R.C. and Duluth. Thank you, Paul the Bunyan. Appreciate you popping in here as well. He says, so what do you think on this Cousins to the Vikings issue? We are going to get to that in our next segment, sir. Ortiz punched himself out in the seventh round and his lack of conditioning hurt him late in the fight. Yeah, yeah. You know, RC's the fight hit, the fight guru as well, and he knows it. You know, and hopefully Ortiz can learn from that as well. You know, you got to get in better shape. He was a little flabby. And I realize not every heavyweight is going to come in, you know, rock solid and look like a Evander Holyfield or, or some, some bodybuilder. But, yeah, he it looked like he could have did a little bit better on the conditioning side and also could have got a little more assertive. Now, I, I know that sounds weird because he won rounds early. He was, you know, on my card up on points. But... He just, at times, I was just sitting there going, does he want it? Does he really want this? Because he just seemed a little, I don't know, man, just lackadaisical, just a little, I don't know, maybe unsure of himself. I, 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 and I get it, he's, a lot, he's shorter than Deontay by a bit, so there's a big reach advantage. But, you know, Deontay, as he showed in the seventh, Deontay was there for the picking. But, 
you know, it, it was what it was. Bama Boy says Wilder was light at the fight. He said he had a cold. Okay. Well, anyway, so we saw what happened. Great fight uh, again. Uh, you know, picked up, had some good, you know, some good action uh, stanzas there as they exchanged some good blows. But man, Deontay Wilder retains his belt 40 and 0, 39 knockouts. And of his first test, you know, as a lot of people say, this was his first test. And he has now passed. So as we now move on to the inevitable Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder um, fight previews, and obviously it's the only, it's really the the true only fight in the heavyweight division. You know, Joshua's got a fight coming up here in a, um, shortly, and you know he get if he can get past his opponent. But you know, RC in uh, the barbershop, the show that pre- precedes my show mentioned earlier, and this is good too. Uh, a very good take by RC Ronald Cameron is that I'm not really sure that Joshua's people are really in a rush to get to this Deontay Wilder fight. I think they would like to look at this um, Tyson Fury fight over in England because they can sell out Wembley Stadium, you know, over 100,000 people there and all the money in the gate that goes with that. But I'm, it's a fight that's going to draw some interest. You know, Tyson Fury, say what you will say about him. He he did have a version of a belt here. Not my favorite fighter by any means. I don't like his style. I don't, you know, he seems just kind of like a nasty person in general. But Joshua will tire out in that fight. Wilder was, okay. So, yeah, Bam Boy says that. Okay. So, I think that's a distinct possibility just because money walks. Bullshit knows where it goes. And there is just a lot of money, a lot of astronomical money on the table if that fight and if Tyson Fury can get his act together and kind of straighten up and be a boxer again. But outside of that, we will see. We will see. So... Bama Boy says, I thought the WBC belt was the main belt. Well, here's the thing. If you go by kind of the lineage, and RC, correct me if I'm wrong here by all means, but Anthony Joshua by beating Klitschko is the man who beat the man who beat the man who beat the man, the man, you know, that whole thing. So he is looked at by the pure boxing historians, the boxing people as the linear, the true heavyweight champion. Now, this obviously too many sanctioning bodies, too many different belts out there. We get all that, but that is talk for a different time. RC says, let's see here. Get this up on my monitor. Exactly, Vince. I'm no Fury fan, but he did beat Klitschko before Joshua did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, 
I'm really, 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 really hoping this fight can come off sometime. It won't be this year. It will not be in 2018. It'll be in 2019. They'll get a little build-up going and all that. But if this fight can happen, man, I'm looking forward to it. That wild, hectic style now of Deontay Wilder. I think that that is something that's very interesting. So congratulations again to Deontay Wilder. You know, I have kind of been on him a a lot here recently, and in my opinion, deservedly so. But, you know, when you you do things right, you're going to get some props from the Gov. And, you know, he, he hung in there. He answered the bell. He he calmed himself down. He got himself together and got himself together enough to knock out, um, you know, a pretty decent heavyweight fighter. Let's not forget about that. So the style may be ugly. He's by no means a perfect fighter. You hear me all the time talking about we should get Lennox Lewis in there to help him with his defense because Lennox, in my opinion, was a a lot like him early on, especially when he was knocked out by Orlando, or excuse me, Oliver McCall, and then got with uh, Manny Stewart and was able to start tightening up his D. But hey, he came back and whipped some booty. And for that, he gets congratulations. So job well done, Deontay. All right. So what else do we got going on in the world of sports here? Uh, Timberwolves trying to survive without Jimmy Butler. We'll talk a little bit about them a little later on. Uh, literally from positions three through eight, there's like three games that separate those teams in the Western Conference. So the Wolves, by just losing a game or two here, have gone from the three seed to the technically the sixth seed, if I remember correctly. And you got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful, Wolves. Because wouldn't that be something, man, if all of a sudden all this the positivity... And everything was going beautifully. And all of a sudden, because of this tightness here in in these teams, wouldn't that be something that they actually did not make the playoffs? That is not right. Houston is up on Oklahoma City, by the way, 52 to 43. We'll keep you in tune here as we do got some NBA games going off as well. Um, in our next segment, we're going to get into it, though. We're going to talk about those Vikings. You know, why Kirk Cousins? Why Kirk Cousins? RC says in our Spreaker.com chat room, I believe Joshua is more polished than Wilder, but his stamina issues are is a major concern. Despite Wilder's flaws, one of his biggest strengths is his conditioning. I believe that fight is a toss-up. I believe it's a toss-up, too. You know, I, I slightly pick Joshua, so I think Joshua, you know, throws some better punches. But the stamina is a big, big issue, and they better get it figured out before these two get into the ring. I think that Deontay, by throwing those wild punches, he's kind of a little bit 
used to, you know, just flailing and all that. And good point by RC as well, <laughs> as always, man. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, uh, back to the Vikings. I don't know. I, you know, I've tried to be the good soldier and, you know, Kirk Cousins. But anyway, we're going to talk about Kirk Cousins. We'll get into his stats a little bit. Um, I actually am trying to get some sound transferred from, uh, what was it, Mad Dog. I was driving home in the motorcade the other day, or the, today, excuse me, not the other day. And it was interesting because there was basically a whole segment, you know, that they were talking about Kirk Cousins. So uh, I'm going to see if I can get this sound transferred here real quick during our break. Washington fans letting you know how they feel. And, you know, the Washington fans are pretty much like, see ya, we done. And then we will talk a little bit more of the NBA. And then, obviously, college hoops. We got the conference tournaments going on. Big Ten, Michigan, once again, man, Jelani's teams. Jelani's teams. Just keep winning. All right, there we go. Trying to get some stuff here up on our boards. All right, folks, so let's move into our first break. Let me get into the chat room real quick. I want to do a little bit more with the chat room this week, so you guys let those comments fly. If you want to call in, the phone number here at Sports Done Right is 651-968-0124. Again, 651-968-0524. We'll get that in our chat room as well. Love to hear from any and everybody tonight opening up the phone lines. We have not done that in a while um, as well. So if you got something to say, tonight is the night to call on in and uh, let us know what you're thinking. RC, RC, so let me ask you this, my friend. Does it go to a decision between Deontay and Anthony, in your opinion, or who who's getting knocked out? Let us know. all right folks so let's do this we will be right back we're gonna get some commercials in get a quick tune and then the sports governor will be right back and we're gonna get into this kirk cousins thing want to say what's up to mary over there in eau claire wisconsin wisconsin is listening to sports done right they know what's up especially in western wisconsin or excuse me, if Heather, or excuse me, my buddy Shannon is listening, I better say Wiss, Wiss like Swiss, Wisconsin. That's how you technically supposed to um, pronounce this thing, I guess, as well. Um, all right, so we will be right back. Sports done right. And we're going to get into it with our chat room, too. We will talk to you soon. You guys take it easy. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good. If you like sports, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. If you like comedy, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. If you like a different opinion coming from a different angle, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. So join me Saturday, 8 p.m.
p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your host, Jelani J.B. Bodie. And of course, my man Lopan on the Wait a Minute Show.com. Ain't that right, Lopan? What are all the things you witness online in a day? Cats playing piano, selfies on your feed, your friend's picture being turned into a nasty meme that's been shared 50 times, 51, 52. When someone's being bullied online, it's hard to know what to do. Now you can speak up with the witness emoji. It looks like an eye in a speech bubble, and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone. You'll let the world know it isn't cool, and you'll let your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Yo, what's good? This is Trey Frazier on your staff. This is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in to us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car. Which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Show you how Let my love and let my 
It's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. 
the people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, what up? let's get back to the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you from this great state of Minnesota, where it is warming up, feeling good, except for the snow that got dumped on us here over the past 36 hours. But that'll be melted away soon enough. And hopefully, just maybe, Minnesota residents, we will have springtime in the air. Uh, Hey, next week, it's spring ahead. Get that hour Get that hour back. RC, um, as he was talking about, I wanted to go back here because uh, Joshua's fighting, is, he's fighting this guy, Joseph Parker. Decent fighter, a little bit of pop to the punch. But I want to see how he does versus Joseph Parker, says RC. If he still hasn't solved the stamina issues, I might have to, after my pick, uh, maybe change his pick there. Uh, stamina issues is what proved to be Foreman's biggest weakness in the 70s. Very good point. That's why he is the boxing historian. Ernie Shavers, who was arguably the hardest-hitting heavyweight of all time, also had stamina issues. Joshua better learn to pace himself. Totally agree. Totally agree. RC also goes on to say, notice how often I'm chatting about boxing, trying to deflect from this potential cousin's pickup. I'd rather stick with Bridgewater or Keenum. Let's get to it. Big L says, Cousins, about the pull of Bradford, Nostradamus, Big L. Uh, Facts, RC RC says, we have four potential free agents in 2019 that we need to pay. If we sign Cousins, we might lose a, a few key players on defense. Why? Okay, $90 million guaranteed, or yeah, 30 mil a year he wants guaranteed, whatever it is. Am, am, am I missing something here? Seriously, am I missing something here? Look, no disrespect to Kirk Cousins, but am I really going to give him 90 million dollars for three years listen i got a lot of respect for Kirk cousins i liked him at michigan state you know four years at michigan state he threw for over 9100 yards ironically um he had 60 touchdowns in college 30 interceptions But what have you seen in Washington that makes him this dude? I mean, this dude. How how did Kirk Cousins get here? Because I, I just, you know, again, I talked the eye test here on my show, on my podcast. And I'm about to run down his, his NFL numbers. And, you know, the past few years, he's got numbers. I get that, but... You know, he hasn't really won any big games. I, I don't know, man. I just, I, 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 before I came on the show here a little earlier, I was going back and forth with a friend of mine that lives in Las Vegas, who I grew up with, who now lives out there. So he is a, you know, still a Vikings fan. 
And I, I'm just not getting it. And welcome, Big Ben, BS3 Sports Report out of Dallas, Texas. He's in our Spreaker.com chat room. Make sure you follow his show, the BS3 Sports Report. He is a part of the X Squad as well, xsquadaffiliates.com. You can find it, his show there also, and Spreaker as well. But I, 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 look, man, I, I'm just at a loss for words, you guys. You know, I got like another hour in this show. And I can sit here all hour and and just sit here and ramble on what the hell are my Minnesota Vikings thinking. Big L says Cousins did win. Nothing. Look, honestly, man, put it if you guys have any idea in the chat room or if you're out there listening to the show and you're not in the chat room, but you you may you know, you may hit me up on Twitter or whatever, let me know. Cause I, I just I'm I'm really dumbfounded and I'm trying to get on board and I'm trying to be all cool, man, but I just I don't get this. You know, and I get it. You know, they're not going to franchise case. So we kind of saw this starting to develop here. And then the rumor mill picks up. And today we're just about there. Apparently the offer has been made. I don't know, man. I don't know. RC says, and we beat the skins last year in Washington. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I don't... This is going to be an interesting press conference. Uh, I cannot wait for Rick Spielman to come out, Vikings GM, and explain his rationale. He's taken a lot of heat in the past. He's been on a, kind of a, a hot streak, so to speak, here recently. But Kirk Cousins, it's uh, looking like he's coming up here to the great state, so... I just ain't feeling this, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm just not feeling it. I want to welcome Miss Mocha Bella in our Spreaker.com chat room, the queen of Miami-Dade County. What's going on, Mocha? Thank you for joining us. <clears throat> Talented as she is lovely, the Miss Mocha Bella. Big Ben says, does Cousins dramatically make the team better? What about Teddy? Well, you know, the the rumor mill's all over the place. Somehow there still may be money left to keep Teddy in the backup position. Or to, I mean, this is just, I don't know. I, I, I read articles. I got articles pulled up on my monitors in front of me that, you know, I'm just, I just, I don't get it, so... Let's take a look at Mr. Cousins here because it all started to change when he got in. Um, was it late in 2014 after RG3 gets hurt? Comes in 2015, kind of his year. He takes it over. So let's focus on 20. In 2014, he had 1,700 yards, 10 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Let's, so 2015 is where. It becomes Cousins' team. Be nice out there, Mocha Bella. Be nice. Uh-oh, there's our man, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, Chief Rocker. 
Mr. Jersey Vern has joined us as well. What's going on, Jersey? Man, the myth, the legend himself. Ohio State alum. Of course, we'll give him his proper due here. Ladies and gentlemen, Ohio State alum from the great region you call the New York metropolitan area, the one and only Chief Rocker Jersey Vern. And yes, no Giants talk, because we got to figure out why in the hell the Vikings are shelling out $90 million for Kirk Cousins. So 2015, he has 4,100 yards, 4,166. He has 29 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. His quarterback rating is 101.6. You know, the 2016 season for them. God, I'm sorry, man. Look, I know I really sound like I'm at a loss for words. That's because I am. I just. I think Teddy could win the job if there was a competition or competition between him and Kurt. I do, too, Ben. I do, too. You know, I just Kirk Cousins now has just become this the it quarterback, and I just don't know how we got here. What in his pedigree is really leading people to think that he is such this 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 rocket man and all that? So, 2016, he has 4,900 yards passing. I get it; that's very nice. 25 touchdowns, 12 inter. He has 12 picks. Uh, 2017, last year he threw for 4,093 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions for a 93.9 rating. His career quarterback rating is 93.7. Since becoming a pro in 2012, he's thrown for over 16,000 yards, 99 career touchdowns, 55 career interceptions. In the postseason, he's only had two shots, two games in the postseason there in Washington. And, you know, got to be fair because he's the quarterback. He's not the GM. You can control only what you can control. I get it. But He had, let's see here, 2015 was probably the, the best game we could we could go to. Who did they play in 2015? Oh, the Green Bay Packers, that's right. He was 29 of 46 for 329 yards. He was sacked, however, six times, and he lost the fumble. The Redskins uh, got that, got handed to him, got it handed to him 35 to 18. Yeah, man, I I don't know. Look, I'll play the good soldier. I mean, what am I going to do? You know, sit here and, you know, he becomes the starting quarterback and I, I hope he fails. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. But 
I don't know. So what happens to Teddy? What happens to Case? Hell, there's even rumors that Sam Bradford may still be in the mix. Not only that, we got some other free agents on this team as well. You know, you could probably say goodbye to the ageless one, Terrence Newman. Phenomenal quarterback. He was making uh, or set to make, I think, about 3.2 mil this this upcoming season. Um, Who else do we got out there? Some, you know, just a few of the older guys. Joe Berger, who's a guard. I think he's 35, 36. Um, Will the Vikings bring back Marcus Sherrill's? Kind of the utility kick return, technically a cornerback guy. Uh, Michael Floyd, he's out there as well. Obviously, the the quarterbacks, Jarrett McKinnon, 25-year-old running back. Jeremiah Serrells. And our kicker's out there too, Kai Forbath. So, RC says, I think we might lose McKinnon, too. I totally agree with you there. I think McKinnon's gone. I've, if you've, I've been following his Twitter, RC, and, yeah, if I go check out his Twitter feed. I think it's, I don't want to say safe to say, but he's been sounding like he's out of here, uh, kind of thanking the fans, appreciating the love, all that, but I think he is gone. So all of a sudden, man, the Vikings offseason is, I don't want to say becoming critical, but it is definitely becoming, at the very least, interesting. You know, as I think, I don't know if they have any hope for Michael Floyd. You know, Case is going to be out of here. Bridgewater, maybe there's a way. If you look, the head coach loves Teddy Bridgewater. That's the only reason you can't totally dismiss Bridgewater being gone just yet. Want to welcome Clutch Talk Sports host himself, X Squad affiliate. You can find his show. On USA Radio. Oh, by the way, on xsquadaffiliates.com here on Spreaker.com as well. Clutch Talk Sports is Kev. Big Kevin in the house. What's going on with you, sir? Appreciate you coming in to Sports Done Right. We're trying to figure out why the Vikings are trying to give Kirk Cousins all this money, man. I just, I can't figure it out. I don't think anybody really can. And and again, nothing against Kirk Cousins. Get get what you can, man. I mean, you know, he's he's just, you know, he's just taking what was offered, right? That's cool. But as a Vikings fan, lifelong, I don't get this one by, by the purple. I know what they hope for. I know they see those numbers that I just went through and think that it can translate over here. But I just, I I don't know, man. I just don't feel Kirk Cousins here in the Twin Cities. 
Again, you're listening to Vince Wright Sports Done Right, sports governor in Minnesota. Appreciate you guys tuning in again. I'm trying to get the sound set up from a Washington fan that called into Chris Russo's show a little earlier when I was in the motorcade here. We are just about there. There it is. So let me get this just downloaded into my board real quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, Mocha. I'm trying to cheer up. You can tell, you know, that's the thing, Mocha. I, I actually was bummed when I heard that this whole thing got um a little closer. And again, I, I, I don't wish any ill will to Mr. Cousins. Like I said, I, I was a fan of his at Michigan. I liked how he played there. I got nothing against the dude. But I just, for the money that, that they're talking about offering, man, that's what I don't get. I, I just, I'm dumbfounded. The governor is not dumbfounded a lot. Okay, here's that sound. Hopefully this sounds good. So it's about 40 seconds. Again, this was a Washington fan calling in to Chris Russo, the mad dog here on XM, Sirius XM, his channel, uh, the mad dog sports channel there. Check this out. Chris, I wanted him gone after that Carolina. I thought I was the only one that picked up on those two games. The Carolina game, I wanted him gone. I saw enough of what I needed to see, compounded by the Giants game the following Sunday night, or two Sunday nights later. How, how is it that the general manager, the man screamed in the general manager's face after lighting up a woeful Packers team that had got lit up four straight weeks, he screamed, how do you like me now, that every four other quarterbacks put up 40-some points against that Packers team prior to him doing it. Yeah. How, how, how is he... And, there you go man i just nothing special <clears throat> excuse me nothing special that's all i'm saying he's not a bad quarterback but he's not no 90 million dollar for three years 90 million dollars maybe for 15 years i mean <laughs> Honestly, Bama Boy wants to know whatever happened to Matt Asiata with the Vikings. Who did RC help me out, man? Who did Matt Asiata sign up with? And I'll see if I can pull it up for you here, Bama Boy, real quick here on Sports Done Right. So that's just you know what I'm feeling, man. I'll roll with it. We will see what happens. And uh, Asiata went over to the Lions. Yep, RC, thank you. RC beat me to the punch there. He went to Detroit, yep. So uh, we will rock with it, I guess, Vikings fans. We ain't going to have no choice. Deal's not official just yet, but it's uh, definitely getting close. Houston is up on since or Oklahoma 7464. Denver is up on the Dallas Mavericks. Final Toronto with the win over the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know what's going on with them Hawks. 106 to 90. And what else we got? Golden State will be hosting the Brooklyn Nets tonight out there in the Bay. So keep your eyes tuned for that. Um 
in the world of these fire sticks, just to kind of get into a little technology here, uh, got got the old uh, Amazon Fire Stick there, but hooked up with that Set TV. And if you're not familiar with Set TV, it's literally I don't know if it's like the legal broken Fire Stick or whatever, but SE or Set SET TV Set TV twenty dollars a month. And you get literally every channel out there, you know, a bunch of HBOs, Showtime, Cinemaxes. You get the all. Here's why I did it in particular. You get all the sports channels or all the sports packages, excuse me, as well. So just all of them, NBA, football, basketball, all of it and pay-per-views as well. So it was nice because I actually checked out. The MMA after that fight last week and switched over and watched a little cyborg and all that stuff, trying to spread my wings as I had a couple younger friends over who are big MMA heads. So they were trying to educate the gov. But yeah, man, Set TV is it, man. Check it out. $20 a month. You know, I signed up. I started off with the three month subscription, $55, and it is already paid for itself. Now, they have a set-top box as well, kind of what you would think of as your cable box for DVR and all that stuff. They're sold out of it right now, and I think they're doing some work to kind of get, I'd say probably about 90% of all the channels you get are in HD. Bama Boy says, set TV is the shit. You get the free channels too. Yeah, you do. You get about 10, quote-unquote, Adult stations. Yes. Um, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Yeah, man. Definitely check it out. Set TV. I actually got it up here on one of the monitors. SetTVnow.com. Check it out. Because once they get their their um, set-top converter box back so you can start DVRing like you can with cable or, or your your satellite dishes right now, then that's the true we're cutting the cord thing there. So uh, $20 a month, over 500 channels. You get um, English channels. So you get like, uh, you know, channels from all over in England, um, Spanish channels, if that's your flavor, all the U.S. channels. Um, a bunch of Canadian channels, a bunch of Canadian sports channels as well. A lot of sports channels. And like I said, you get all the sports packages as well. And for me, it's worth that alone. So that's what I'm digging, man. Again, Set TV, check it out. I'm not getting paid, but it is something. First Lady says Set TV is legal streaming. Great deal. $55 for three months. Yes, it is definitely legal. Um. You know, like I said, go check out the website. Hit me up if you got any questions. Um, What you do is you go on your Fire Stick. You download an app called Downloader. But anyway, it's on YouTube. Do what you got to do. You get Filipino channels too, as Bama Boy says. Yes, you do. (laughs) If that's your thing as well. So um, I I just, I, I, I like a lot. Can't stop raving about it. Um, when I get off the show tonight and I ease on back with a little tasty talk after that, I will be uh, checking it out as well. First Lady says it's great. I watched three movies last weekend. Now, here's the thing with the on-demand. Some movies are crystal clear in HD. 
Some are not. So <laughs> while hopefully that's getting changed in the future, uh, but again, $20 a month, it's, it's kind of like that as well. So, but yeah, we just, you know, after paying these cable prices, you know how it is, man. It's just, it's a lot of money between cable, internet, um, we got our security system through Comcast, all kinds of other stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's just time to go. Um, you do not have to have a fire stick. Um, just go to the website. And like I said, Ben, just check it out. YouTube it, Google it. There's a lot of information out there. But, man, it, it is... It's, it really is worth it. And again, for a lot of us who are sports podcasters and just in the sports in general, guys, let me tell you, and ladies, I mean, just to have, and by the way, the sports package is HD. So you ain't missing any quality there as well. So Bama Boy says, I got five fire sticks on each TV. Um, the thing is with set TV, you can only put it on three devices. So once you get signed up and you get everything downloaded, they'll email you the code to get started that you pop in there and you can put that on three devices. So I have it on the Fire Stick, I have it on my tablet, and we'll probably get another Fire Stick here and probably put it, you know, in our bedroom or something. And now here's the thing. Cuz uh, there was an email that just went out this on this as well. You can't I don't think like you can bring it to other people's homes. Now I'll find out more on that because I think, um, you know, with the, it'll pick up the new internet and it just doesn't work that way. So, um, but anyway, it is definitely cool. Check it out, man. Bama boy says I was using, was that mob drill, but it started freezing up at times. Angie, my wife, the first lady of Minnesota sports says, no, if you have internet TV, you can just download the app. Exactly. So it, it, it just takes a few minutes to get it going, get signed up. And like I said, man, my friend tipped me off. Um, my friend Rodney Kendall, he was uh, the first one that started using this. And he came over one night and he really was like, you got to check this out. You got to sign up for this. And all of a sudden, a bunch of my friends signed up for it, and it was just like, yeah, it's time. I mean, what are we doing here? So um, I cannot wait. I can't wait to make that cut, so to speak here, people. All right, so we're going to get into our last break here. I think I've kind of complained about the cousin situation enough. I wish him well, look, like I said, if he's going to be the QB of our Minnesota beloved Vikings, man, we'll be behind him, and I'll be right there cheering him on. We have no choice for $90 million, right? I guess not. Oh, boy, Vikings fans, it's, it's one of them nights. For your beloved sports governor. All right, folks. So let's take our last break here. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Big Ten tournament. Your sports gov of the great state of Minnesota has got some crow to eat on the Big Ten, New York City. And how I thought it wasn't necessarily going to work, but I was wrong. Props to Jelani Bodie. He was in here 
a little bit. I forgot to say what up to him, host of the Wait a Minute Show. Appreciate you coming in here, Jelani. And congratulations, by the way, to his Michigan Wolverines, who are the Big Ten tournament champions. So we'll talk a little bit about the teams that are going to get in from the Big Ten, who's not, and all that stuff. So we will be right back. Sports done right with Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. Back middle to the front, no front 
sheep. Here's the black sheep. Even if we wanted to, the flock could not be weak. Watch me swing like this. Why should I swing like that? Because in fact, on me it might not attract. Therefore, I ignore. I do as I feel inside. I live with me. I've got my back tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yo, black, I'm not playing. Need to go with this and go with this with no delay and see. In actuality, wonder can it be? I made it look easy because it is to me. Anytime capacity was filled, tried to rock it. Anytime a honey gave us play, tried to knock it. Never was a fool. So we finished school. Never see a sweat and you'll never see a screw. Out to rock the globe while I'm still here to rock. Don't punch girls and we don't punch a clock. Gotta go, gotta go. See you later by the cat. And you can't beat that with a bat. You can go with this or you can go with that. are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now let's get back to the show. Last little bit of the show, little, you know, I had to let, let the rock out, man. I, I'm just feeling it tonight. Just had to let it out, this Kirk Cousins rage. Play it, Mr. Van Halen, play it. Let the rage out. Kirk Cousins going to be a Viking. Lord have mercy. Help me. Oh. Why? Just why, Kirk Cousins? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. This is how my head feels right now with Kirk Cousins inside of it. 
Alright, I'm done with Kirk Cousins' rage. Caller, thanks for calling Sports Done Right. Who do we got on the line tonight? Vince, this your man, Kevin from Clutch Talk Sports Radio. How we doing, Governor? Hey, man, how are you doing? Clutch Talk Sports Radio. Kev is in the house. Been waiting to talk to you, brother. How you been doing, sir? Doing well, man. Sounds like you're not doing so hot, man. <laughs> Sounds like over uh, Kirk Cousins coming your way. Hey, man, when the, when the brother has to whip out some Van Halen and let the rage go, you know what's up, man. <laughs> man, I wanted to whip it out. I want to call and cheer you up a little bit, man. Tell you why this Kirk Cousins thing's gonna be okay. It's just gonna be okay, man. Okay, okay talk to so. me, brother. Talk to me. Now, look. On the surface, it looks like it's a whole bunch of money, right? Three years, ninety-one million dollars, right? It looks like it's a lot of money for for a guy and Kirk Cousins, right? But look at it this way. The salary cap is going up next year. The salary cap's gonna be a little over $177 million. Other guys are going to be getting their contracts here soon. Your man Jimmy Garoppolo got nearly $138 million uh, from the Cisco 49ers. Aaron Rodgers is due for a big contract increase. Uh, other guys like Matt Ryan are potentially due for a contract extension here soon. They're going to get some big-time money also. So when you look at it in the long-term scheme of things, you might be getting Kirk Cousins on a bargain, yes, it's fully guaranteed money, but at the same time, you might not be paying as much as what you might think, given some of the numbers that we might see coming in for these quarterbacks, you know, coming in pretty soon, especially when, you know, Case Keenan is probably going to get a bunch of money. Right. Kirk Cousins, yes. Yeah, uh, so it may be a little bit of a bargain when you look at it. And plus, look on the bright side. You got a lot of weapons out there. Your man Dalvin Cook's going to come back healthy next year. You got Adam Beale had a career year. Your man Stephon Diggs had a nice year this year. You got a nice little set of pieces, set of pieces out there. And you have a championship who looks to be a potential championship caliber defense in the fight. He's Everson Griffin's coming back. Anthony Barr is still there. You got Xavier Rose, one of the best corners in the National Football League. Uh, so you, they, they all hope is not lost. I mean, take a look at it. Nick Foles just won a, a Super Bowl MVP as the backup quarterback. And honestly, if you look at Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater, and Case Keenum, mm-hmm. I mean, Kirk Cousins is bet, is on the same level, if not better than each of those three, you know, that you just had. So, uh, you know, it's not so bad, Vince. It's not so uh, bad. Now, look. <laughs> look. I'm glad we're not getting them because we, we don't want them. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, um, <laughs> you know, hopefully he won't turn the – look, will he do any worse than your man Brett Favre throwing an interception oh, in the NFC Jesus. Championship to cost you against the Saints? Will he do any worse than that? Come on. I mean, yeah, come on. Good, Kev, that's – you know, I'm glad you called in, homie. I'm glad you called in. I, I need to be kind of talked off the ledge a little bit. But, no, you're right, man. I mean, you know, and that's why I went through his stats, just to put him out there. I mean, you know, he's put up numbers. You know, he just hasn't – I don't know. Man. He just hasn't done anything in terms of winning a, a real big game or just impressing me. So, you know, is he better than a lot that's out there? Of course he is. We'll just have to get on board and see how it plays out if, in fact, this is the deal that gets done, man. I, I think uh, I think you got a good offensive coordinator. I believe John D. Filippo is now the right, offensive yeah. coordinator for the 
Vikings. So obviously just coming over from a championship team in the Philadelphia Eagles, you got your man who could help Kirk Cousins get that much better. If Jay Gruden could do what he did, you know, with him before he turned him loose, I think I think it's going to be okay. You got some parts of – look, y'all are going to take the same path to success the way that the, the Philadelphia Eagles did. Surround Kirk Cousins with a bunch of talent, good coaches around him, make sure that he's in a position where he's succeeding and not failing, and you just hope he doesn't turn the ball over at the wrong time in the wrong situation right. uh, to cost a football game, but all hope is not lost. Man. No, it's, it's no, gonna you're work. right. You're right, man. You're right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right up there. It's, it's going to be okay. But uh, what do you think of that number, though, 90 mil, three years? Honestly, look, Kirk Cousins has been franchised, what, the last two years now. He was going to get in the range of a 25 to $30 million deal anyway the guaranteed money i find to be a little okay a little excessive right. but at the same time good on his agent for getting guaranteed oh, money because it's hard of to course get. right yeah uh, i mean like i said but, i ain't mad at him <laughs> yeah i think for the vikings it's an investment in a guy when you see the talent that's around him it's moderate risk very high reward when it comes to kirk cousins yes he comes with his questions with his accuracy uh, in his decision-making at times. If for a guy that's 29 years old going into this year, uh, he should not have the kinds of questions as a veteran quarterback. But at the same time, it's, an, it's a much smaller investment in the long-term scheme of things when you look at the dollar amount compared to what other guys are going to be getting and with the salary cap increasing. So is the guaranteed money? Eh, okay. But $90 million in the grand scheme of things, when you just saw Garoppolo get – you know, nearly $138 million right. when you're going to see Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan get extensions, you know, big-time extensions also. Uh, you could have done a whole lot worse uh, when it came to Kirk Cousins. Honestly, most of your guys are still under contract anyway, so the long-term future isn't necessarily, you know, in jeopardy with other guys having to leave because you're paying Kirk Cousins the money uh, that you are and what you're seeing in the situation in Seattle where contracts are getting a little out of control and they're having to move guys, you know, to try and make, you know, salary cap numbers work. So, exactly. you know. No, no, I mean, Kevin, that's why you got the, the show on a real network and I'm doing this as a hobby, man. You, you, you talk me off the ledge, you put me in my place and, you know, I hear you, man. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a Vikings fan first and foremost. So whoever's back there taking the snaps, man, I'm going to be backing them up. So um, if it's Kurt, here we go, Captain Kerr. I'm all aboard on the Enterprise. Let's do this, man. See, there you go. That's the bit I know right there. <laughs> oh, that sounds a lot better. Hey, well, there you hey, go. well, thank you, brother. Well, hey, since I got you on the line, man, first let me let me ask you a little bit here. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA since I got Kev on here. Um, you know, a lot has been made about Cleveland and, and you know, the, the foibles that they've been through this year. You know, they, they made all the trades and, you know, they come back, they win a couple games, Kevin, then everybody's back on the Cleveland bandwagon. You know, as we're kind of coming around that home stretch here, my man, going into the playoffs, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, what do you think they're going to do? And is Boston still kind of the team to beat out there in the East? You know, Cleveland's in a very interesting situation because they just lost. Uh, Tristan Thompson is dealing with an ankle injury, or Tristan Kardashian, whatever you want to call him. Um, he's you know, missing, <laughs> you know, 
with an ankle injury. Uh, Kevin Love is still not back necessarily yet for this uh, Cleveland basketball team. And they have a lot of moving parts that they're still trying to gel together. And we know what the end game is for Cleveland, which is to get to the NBA Finals uh, and try to win another championship. Because the window of opportunity for this team is very is very small. It's starting to close rather quickly, obviously with LeBron James depending uh, free agency at the end of the year. I believe he ultimately will stay in Cleveland. But at the same time, the question is, can Rodney Hood, uh, can Jordan Clarkson, can Larry Nance, um, can George Hill be enough, uh, quickly enough for this Cleveland Cavalier team to Good put point, themselves yeah. in a position um, where, honestly, yes, Tor- uh, Boston is there with Kyrie Irving during his thing. But, honestly, Toronto this year has put himself in a spot where this is a team that has the best record in the Eastern Conference. They will most likely be competing with Boston for the number one seed in uh, the Eastern Conference unless Cleveland just somehow just turns it on all of a sudden, which I don't think they're necessarily trying to do. Right. See, for Cleveland, it doesn't matter if they're the four seed, the two seed, the one seed. Cleveland's ultimate goal is to get to the NBA Finals. and However they have to get there, exactly. uh, they'll find yep. and do so. So I think – uh, for Tyron Lue at this point, it's about putting these parts together. I think they will find it uh, just enough to get them to the NBA Finals, but they will be pushed uh, by Boston. They'll be pushed by Toronto. Gerard DeRozan's expanded his game out to the three-point line, so he's playing at a much uh, different pace and clip than he has in years past. Uh, and Toronto's legit. Um, now, yeah, can they, they are. I, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but just want to let good? the people know the Cavaliers are nine games behind the Raptors. Uh, Boston is two games behind Toronto as we speak right now. Yeah, and you know, Toronto. The big question for them is that can they win a big game when it matters? Because we know that we've seen in the past that they haven't been able to win the big game when it comes to the playoffs. Kyle Lowry has shrunk. Uh, come playoff time and has disappeared at times in the playoffs. And Boston, obviously, with their young squad, with Kyrie Irving, uh, Jason Tatum looks like to be a potential rookie of the year candidate uh, out there out playing really well for them. Cleveland's got a lot of work to do, but I think their main focus is getting these parts to work together quickly enough so that when Kevin Love comes back, when Tristan Thompson comes back, they'll be at full strength and they can do some different things. But I think Cleveland is still – uh, the team to beat, not necessarily record-wise right now, but when you got number 23 running around uh, who averaged a triple-double this past February, right. um, you've got a chance to do some special things. So I think Cleveland will be all right eventually. It's going to take some time, though, and hopefully they got to they got to do it before time runs out. That's for sure. Well, absolutely. And that's why I'm glad you said that, you know, can they do it quick enough too, Kevin? Now, it's funny that you mentioned Kevin Love uh, today in the Players' Tribune. Uh, article came out that he wrote dealing talking about how he deals now with anxiety and that's basically what happened in that game where uh coach Lou came over to him and asked him if he was ready to go back into a game and he basically said no and and, and uh headed towards the dressing room and wound up going past the dressing room and, and going straight to the hospital so Kevin Love coming back sharing this story he's getting a lot of props for this but is he going to be okay moving forward, you think, um, just in the right frame of mind as we're heading towards the playoffs again? What do you expect from Bill K. Love? I think he'll be fine. This is a guy who's obviously had championship experience, and a lot of people forget he was the one that defended Steph Curry from uh, you know hitting a potential 
you know, um, you know, bucket at the end of a game to help him preserve to win that championship. Kevin Love, I think he'll be fine. I, I'm, I'm happy to hear. Uh, first of all, let me back up to Marta Rosen. Proud of him, you know, for stepping out and sharing his story. And Kevin Love coming, right. you know, uh, coming, you know, behind him and doing so. Also having the courage to talk about this. I think Kevin Love will be fine. Um, and it's something that now that, you know, his team knows, and I'm, I'm sure that they uh, knew somewhat of some of the issues going on, but now that it's kind of out there, um, he will have an opportunity to deal with that in the best way possible, and the Cavs will put him in a position uh, to deal with that where I don't think it'll be an issue for them, um, you know, going forward. So I think Kevin Love will be will be fine. The guy's, a, you know, at one point a career 20-10 and 10 guy before he – you know, I was just switched his role with the Cavs, so I think he'll be he'll be fine. Um, right. They just need to get healthy <laughs> as playoff time comes around. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I do too. Now, let me ask you here before we jump into the West here with Kevin. I just want to ask you because um, the home team here in the Twin Cities, our beloved Minnesota Timberwolves, are coming up on a very interesting stretch of games, and I'm just going to go through our schedule here over the next week. Because now with Jimmy Butler on the mend and, and out of the lineup, this is kind of make or break time for, for the playoffs because there's so many teams that are jumbled between the three and the eight seed that you lose just a few games, you could be out of the playoffs. So Thursday, they got the Boston Celtics here in the Twin Cities. Sunday, Golden State comes to town. Then they hit the road. They got Washington next Tuesday. Uh, a few days off next Saturday, they have San Antonio down in Texas. And then uh, the Clippers come into Target Center uh, the following Tuesday after that. So a very interesting stretch of games. What do you foresee for my beloved Timberwolves, old special Kev? Talk to me. Uh, I like what Minnesota is doing. I mean, obviously dealing with the injury uh, with Jimmy Butler right now is not ideal for them coming into these stretch of games where – uh, it's going to be make or break for them going forward. I mean, right now you have Houston, Golden State, uh, Portland is playing well right Portland, now. Yeah, also, exactly, yeah, very impressive. Uh, yeah, with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum playing really well right now. Um, the question, I believe, for Minnesota is how Tibbs plays a very hard style of basketball, plays his guys with a lot of minutes, uh, and the question will be down the stretch, Will they have enough in the gas tank dealing not only with the stretch of games going forward, but also as they get into playoff time where, you know, they're going to be a top four seed potentially in the Western Conference. Will they have enough to outlast uh, some of these teams as we get into the second, you know, the first and second rounds of the Western right. Conference? So, um, like I said, you know, Wiggins continues to develop. Carl Anthony Towns is an absolute stud for them. And the guy is uh, tremendous now stretching his game out further uh, into the you know the three point line also, uh, but obviously a critical stretch of games, and we'll see how good we'll really find out how good this Minnesota Timberwolves team really is, given the type of teams that they're going to be playing. You know, with you know a Golden State, with a Washington who's still you know dealing with uh, not having John Wall in the lineup currently, you know, right. for them. So we're going to find out how good this team really is, and if this is a team that's mature enough. Uh, without Jimmy Butler, because obviously the complexion of that team changes with a guy, Jimmy Butler, a 3-and-D guy who can not only defend the perimeter but can, you know, get you 20 to 25 a night. You know, the complexion of that team is going to be obviously much different 
and Carl Anthony Towns will have to carry the load, I believe, uh, in the interim for this team until you know Butler gets back to create that balance for uh, for the rest of them. So we're going to find out what kind of player Carl Anthony Towns is. We're going to find out yes, you know the yeah. maturity of this basketball team and if this team is for real um, because they're obviously in a dogfight uh, with teams like you know Portland uh, for that third and fourth seed because you don't necessarily want to have to see you know, a Houston uh, or a Golden State uh, in round two, <laughs> given, you know, what the, uh, the playoff structure Right. Well, and exactly, you know, and you know, like, and by the way, folks, again, this is Big Kev. Uh, he is host, by the way, of Clutch Talk Sports Radio. Um, tell the fine folks before I get to the next question where they can find your show, brother. Yeah, uh, Clutch Talk Sports Radio every Monday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. for my Central Standard Time folks available on the Sports Radio America Network, uh, which is found on TuneIn Radio, the TuneIn app, and on SportsRadioAmerica.com. Uh, you can follow them, the Sports Radio America Network, on Twitter at SRA Network, uh, and also their Facebook page at Facebook.com slash America. All right, so let's talk about the West here, Kev, because obviously, you know, the Rockets have been on a phenomenal tear here, 49-13. and 13. Uh, The Warriors only a half a game back at 49-14. and 14. And then, as you mentioned, you got the Trailblazers. But I want to talk about this New Orleans team because, you know, I've talked about how the rest of these teams are bunched up. Technically, right now, the Pelicans are the fourth seed in the West, 36-26. and 26. What's going on in New Orleans? Uh, Anthony Davis. <laughs> What's going on in, in New Orleans? Um, this is a guy uh, in the month of February averaged 35 points, uh, 13 rebounds, had a 50-point game uh, in the month of February, and he has put this Pelicans team uh, on his back and has put himself as a dark horse MVP candidate. Obviously, James Harden right now is the front runner. Uh, for league's MVP, and rightfully so, given the kind of season that he's having. Uh, but Anthony Davis has put this team on its back, uh, and without the services of DeMarcus Cousins, who actually is going to be a free agent at the end uh, of this year, so it'll be interesting to see if New Orleans will bring you know him back with a team that's won eight straight uh, and is doing it around the services of Anthony Davis, getting some nice play uh, from Drew Holiday, who's still there uh, for the basketball team, and give Alvin Gentry you know, uh, some credit for getting this team in position uh, to play much more consistently as of late and to find themselves in a dogfight, you know, with, you know, Portland and San Antonio, uh, who's going in the wrong direction, uh, obviously, with, you know, Kawhi Leonard and that whole situation in mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota yeah. right now also. Um, but, no, this is the Anthony Davis show, and Anthony, the Pelicans go as far as Anthony Davis is going to take them. Uh, and however far that is is how far the Pelicans are going to go. But, yeah, this is the, the Anthony Davis show, and, you know, good for him um, and this Pelicans basketball team that's gone through, obviously, getting better uh, each year with, you know, Alvin Gentry stepping in. Um, but, yeah, this is all about Anthony Davis and his continued play uh, and getting some good help around him also. Drew Holiday yeah. is still a very good player uh, in this league, so – You know, Kev, let me ask you, and this question just kind of popped into my head. Um, You know, New Orleans had the Jazz years and years and years ago and obviously lost them. And then, you know, they were able to get a team back here 
for a while, uh, the, actually, the Timberwolves were on the road for New Orleans for a quick minute before that deal kind of fell apart. How do you think New Orleans plays as a NBA city? Is this someplace that can kind of get into that recruiting war like you see in the other warm weather locales, your L.A.'s, your Miami's, even Dallas, you know, a few years ago? Is this a place that can actually develop a franchise and and really get it going down there? Uh, I think so. Uh, I think Anthony Davis has proven that, you know, winning cures a lot. Um, and New Orleans nightlife isn't bad at all. <laughs> um, so when you talk about the makeup of an NBA city, you know, is it an attractive destination for free agents? Does the quality of life for a free agent present itself uh, to where they would want to participate and be in a city, in a community uh, where they feel like they can grow? And I think New Orleans definitely uh, provides it. Obviously, you have the Saints there and the success that they've had. Uh, the cultural aspect that a city in New Orleans brings is very attractive, I think, to any uh, free agent. And what Anthony Davis has done and shown is that stars can play there. I mean, DeMarcus okay. Cousins has flourished okay. there, uh, as a guy who's still growing and maturing uh, as he continues throughout his NBA career uh, and has shown that, you know, New Orleans is a very nice, you know, place to play. It's an attractive place to play. Um, so I I like New Orleans as a city, uh, the cultural um, elements of the city, uh, the people of New Orleans, and the kind of talent that is starting to grow there. Um, I would see, I, I wouldn't, you know, be surprised if any kind of free agent uh, decides to sign there, especially if Anthony Davis is still running around and makes yeah, a long-term, seems to make a long-term commitment to that, uh, to I, that city I, and that franchise. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If if he's down there, you know, it's it's a place you got to take a look at. And in terms of, you know, yeah, just like you said, just kind of living day to day by, I mean, what's not the like? You got great food, history, culture, um, you know, a lot of, you know, New Orleans gets a, a lot of bad press for, for a lot of different reasons, but it is, there's a lot of great people down there. And I had, you know, I had a blast. Last time I was down there, I died. I digress. I did, I think, puke in the middle of Bourbon Street, but we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> had uh, one too many hand grenades, my man, down there. But I love New Orleans, and uh, I would love to see that that uh, organization be able to really do something down there because, you know, once the Saints were able to do what they were, you know, win that championship and, and get the city back going into them, I, it was just great to see basketball kind of come back, so. But, Kev, yeah. let me ask you this, man, before I get you out of here. Western Conference, I mean, is it just is it still Golden State or bust, or are the Rockets truly for real? I mean, I'm watching them here right now on the monitor. They're up 112.99 over Oklahoma City. Is this the year that the Rockets take down the Warriors? Oh, man. Um, and it's funny, me and my best friend were just talking about this the other day. The question for Houston is, who guards Kevin Durant? That is the question that you ultimately have to answer, I believe, when you're talking about being a legitimate threat to Golden State. Because uh, even if you take away or attempt to take away a Steph Curry, if you attempt to take away you know, a Clay Thompson, you still have a Swiss Army knife 
and a guy in Draymond Green. But the guy who will get his each and every night, um, regardless of opponent, is Kevin is Kevin Durant. So the question is, um, what kind of defensive game plan will you put together to some to try and contain Steph Curry, but at the same time try to defend a Kevin Durant? I don't know if defensively they have enough. Um, because they're not going to outscore um, Golden State. You're going to ask a guy potentially in Trevor Ariza or Ryan Anderson to try and guard a Kevin Durant, and that's simply just not going to happen. Uh, even Chris Paul trying to defend a Stephen Curry at times will be somewhat of a mismatch. So all roads to the title still go through Golden State because Kevin Durant is running around um, – <laughs> for the Golden State Warriors. So we know what they are without him, and we also know now what they are with him. And what they are with him is a team that dismantled a Cleveland Cavalier basketball team in five games um, because they simply could not find a way to defend Kevin Durant. And you're going to put a lot of pressure on James Harden, uh, Eric Gordon, um, Trevor Reason, all these guys to try and outscore them because defensively, uh, Mike D'Antoni is not known for that, obviously, um, but known as an offensive mind. So the title still goes through Golden State because Kevin Durant still plays uh, for Golden State. But will it be a much more competitive series? Could I see it going to six or seven games? Yes, I could yes. see that in the, in the Western Conference Final uh, situation. But, um, yeah, that, that firepower that Golden State has, and even Clay Thompson at times shrinks in the playoffs, but at the same time, this is a guy who still can go off uh, and has gone off for 60 and three quarters. So, right, exactly, you know, exactly, yeah. that's, that's what you're dealing with there. Hey, I got a couple quick uh, last questions here for Kev. And again, Kev, appreciate you taking some time out of your evening, man. Love it when we get to talk to you. Again, Clutch Talk Sports Radio is his show. Make sure you're following him here on Spreaker as well. Now, Oh, and by the way, too, because we are coming up to the end of the show, I want to welcome Kesey Ingram, X-Squad affiliate, and also want to welcome our main man from Yonkers, New York, Mr. Gary G. Money Joiner, Real Cast Ranger joining us. I want to say what up to him as well. All right, before I get you out of here, Kev, outside of my Timberwolves, you know, Magic Johnson is my favorite player of all time. So, of course, grew up a Laker fan and still a Laker fan to this day. Just real quick, you know, we're, we're coming up on kind of that three-quarters part of the season here. Um, you got the ball experiment. Just want to get your take, man, on, you know, just kind of how you think he's doing so far and just where do you think the Los Angeles Lakers are as a team and an organization, and do you think they're headed in the right way with Magic at the helm now? Oh, most definitely. Y'all need to leave Lonzo alone. <laughs> the, amount, the amount of scrutiny that my man Lonzo has gotten. Well, has you know, been, but uh, you know, Kev, that's because of his dad, man, man, you know, and, and recently, yeah. you know, with the story that just broke on apparently Trump yet again, taking some credit where credit wasn't deserved, actually making LeVar, you know, looking like the good dude all of a sudden here. But, you know, I, I've always felt bad for for Lonzo because of his dad because I remember when they came out on I think it was first take and you know dad came out there and he was strutting like Fred Sanford and strolling on in 
And Lonzo just looked like he really didn't want to be there. And and at that moment, man, my, you know, the shots I was taking at Lonzo and stuff kind of stopped. But he's really kind of developing into an all right player, man. He's got to work on that shot, of course. But, you know, I've seen a lot worse. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, his jump shot is starting to fall. You know, however funky uh, it looks, it's starting to fall for, for him. And, you know, for Lonzo, it's just about growth. He's playing in a in a town, in a spotlight where the expectations are obviously uh, sky high when it comes to a Laker franchise. But, you know, Magic is all about winning and bringing in individuals that will help him win. And the kind of culture that he's building yes. will allow Lonzo to become a leader uh, eventually on this basketball team. We just have to give him the time to grow and develop like any other rookie um you know, is deserving of so. So I think Lonzo will be fine. You know, I tell folks all the time, I'm here for what most of what LeVar Ball's got going on and the ideas and things that he's trying uh, to do. He's like any other father. He's just turned up on 100 uh, and has a platform to do it uh, on most most days and occasions. So Lonzo will be fine. I think the Lakers have a bright future going uh, in front of them, Kyle Kuzma's played extremely well for them. Um, obviously, they made some changes in the lineup. This whole IT experiment uh, is not going as well as I'm sure they thought it would, um, given what happened the other night, uh, him getting stripped in a, in a game uh, to try and tie the game against Portland and losing there. But I think Magic and Rob Palenka, the GM for the Lakers, have the team going in in the right direction. So um, Magic is the right guy, him and Jeannie Buss are uh, joined at the hip to help this team get back to what they were uh, several years ago, which is a premier franchise in the NBA and a championship, you know, franchise. It's just going to take some time to get there. This is uncharted territory for the for Laker fans. They don't know what it's like to have to, you know, suffer and lose <laughs> for long stretches uh, of time. But give Magic the, the kind of time uh, that he deserves, given the Hall of Famer that he is and the credentials that he has. Yeah. And, and he'll be fine. I think the Lakers will be fine in the long term. Well, cool, man. Kevin, hey, first off again, man, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule. Um, I'm going to hit you up offline because I'm, I'm kind of putting together a little idea, and I'd love to get your take on it. With all that's going on in the NCAA here with, you know, the football, the, the basketball, the coaches, just the complete – upheaval that the nc uh, 2a is in right now i was thinking about getting a little round table of like me hosts like you a couple other guys and really just kind of going through that because i think when it comes to the ncaa here in the next few years we're really on the this thing is really going to change big time you know you got the nba who's starting to show some real interest now and uh, starting to deal with high school athletes and it's just going to be real interesting so i'd like to get your take on some of that stuff my man most definitely. Just hit me up, let me know, and we'll uh, we'll get it worked out. I'll be happy to do it. I appreciate right. you. Let me let I, me help you choose a little bit. Hey man, <laughs> like I said, you you know you got the number, man. You are whenever you feel free, just call in, man. You got the express line to the gov, brother. Hey, I appreciate that, Governor Wright. Continued success for sports done right. Uh, X squad affiliate, X squad up. All right, take it easy, brother. You have a good evening. Yes, sir. You too. Have a good All night. Right. Bye bye. All right, folks. The Cavs in the house. Again, Clutch Talk Sports Radio. Make sure you follow the show, Spreaker.com. Um, 
I, I just love talking to Kev about sports, man. He's he's good dude. He, he definitely knows what he's talking about, and he has a great show. So make sure you check him out, man. All right, so we are going to head on out of here. We're going to get on over to Tasty Talk Tuesday. Um, Gary, make sure you go back and listen to the show, man. Um, appreciate you coming through here again. My main man from Yonkers, New York, just outside the Big Apple. Kesey Ingram, the digital mind behind the X Squad here, running our, our websites and everything digital. Check him out at the whole team on Twitter. And everybody else, man, thank you guys so much again. Sports Done Right Tuesday Night Edition. As RC said, it's not a done deal yet. Cousins may not be a Viking, but, I, I, you know, after listening to Kevin and, you know, he made some very valid points, you know, it, it, it ain't the worst thing. I, I just, you know, I'm just not too impressed with him. But I trust me, I hope I am proven wrong. So with that, thank you, Mocha. She says, great show. We appreciate everybody here. Let's get on over and support our people. Tasty Talk Tuesday, Mandelion and his lovely, lovely better half, girly girl. Again, great show. Make sure the kids are put to bed because, you know, this is one of them relationship shows. And, you know, we start talking about stuff in the chat room. You know how it goes. But anyway, I'll just say I'm glad the first lady is home. And I'll leave it at that. All right, y'all. Get it together, Timberwolves. We miss you, Jimmy Butler. You guys have a great night. I'll see you on the Tasty Talk side. This is Vince Wright, the sports governor. This has been Sports Done Right. Coming to you live and direct from Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities, the great state of Minnesota. Vikings country, Timberwolves country, twins are back. We're going to start getting into the baseball. My beloved home, true hometown team, the Chicago Cubs. Gary's New York Mets out there. I see you, Gary Joyner. RC, RC, we're going to get you down here for a Gophers game this year, man. You cannot be two hours away, and we cannot be not meeting each other. And uh, like me and Rob were talking about, me and RC actually got a mutual friend. My one a good friend I grew up with, Rob, who uh, does some music for my show here. So we're going to get RC down with his lovely wife, Christy, to some football. And we are going to have a good time. So you guys take care of yourselves. Have a good night. And I will see you on the Tasty Talk side. Sports done right. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. With your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Sports Done Right.